All right, thanks for joining us today, everybody. Joe with the Gym Life Podcast and uh, finally getting together with uh, Hannah Lindsay and something we've been trying to put together for well over a couple months now. Uh, we've talked a couple times uh, since uh, uh, I tried to put this all together, but we finally got her here uh, ready to join us this evening. Welcome, Hannah, and thanks for coming on board with the Gym Life. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I've, I think the first thing I want to say to you is uh, – uh, first off, Hannah's uh, won the Arnold in, in 2019. Is that right, Hannah? Was it 2019? Uh, well, technically it was 2020 because the way the competition like calendar works, nationals is like was in 2019 and I won amateur nationals That's right. in the following calendar yeah. years, 2020. But as far as competition year, I won the Arnold Amateur the 2020. You That's know, right. That, before that whole COVID year just... gets me screwed up now because all that sort of what yeah. was supposed to happen didn't happen. And all these people training for these shows didn't happen. And they kind of catch all yeah. this stuff up because all of a sudden we have the Arnold. And all of a sudden we have the Arnold again in March, I think. Right. So that's right. what you're getting ready for. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I've been watching your training and I know we got a lot to talk about today, but that's the first thing that comes to mind right now. Your 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 pressing is getting beastly right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting there. Um, right now, we're kind of doing like a static like hypertrophy block before I start into Arnold prep, which will start I think the second week of December. I think. Uh, so right now it's just we're getting everything lined up to get statically strong. I guess to, like to peak that strength and then go into the actual prep. But really, it's the fact that the weather is cooling down. Work isn't killing me as much. It's not a hundred like seventy degrees on deck anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if the following knows, but I work at a steel mill. Uh, I work in caster where we take liquid steel and cast it to a solid bar. And it gets quite hot. And during summer, I lost 15 pounds in the first three months I was working there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was nice to put the, the fact, weight back on, doesn't it? Yeah, it was nice. Like, uh, you know, the weather's cooling down. The rotation I'm in at work, I'm in the pool pit some nights. I'm in the mold some nights. So I'm not out in the brunt of the heat, you know, all of my days on shift like I was during summer because I just got the job. So Training's finally like taking like the turn for the positive for once. Uh, but that's really going well. I'm excited to see where that's at because I mean I have big I have big goals for Arnold Pro and I'm really to bring I'm ready to bring that new package in because I've been working on this for two years. I've been holding out. Boy, I can't wait to see it. I know you're, you're like I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I always have been because um, you just take it to a whole nother level, even in your training. And I know you and uh, you and your husband just, you know, get going together on that. And I love yeah. watching you watching your train. You know, it's interesting you bring up your job. And I, of course, knew what you did. And we brought it up before. But that's right. uh, yeah, it's a taxing, taxing job. I mean, working in a steel mill, I think we've all seen a movie or two where they're pouring steel and these people are wearing these, you know, these snowsuits yeah. essentially why they're working. And I can't only imagine coming from a, a job like that and trying to fit that into your training. Uh, again, I know people that work construction. I know people that are, you know, bricklayers yeah. or roofers and that kind of thing. But boy, when you talk about working in a steel mill, that's a whole nother ball of wax. It is. And it's, you know, you're, you're wearing long johns that are FRs, you're wearing FR pants, FR shirts, you have an FR jacket, then you're wearing a snood that basically only does like this pokes out, and then your hard hat, glasses, goggles, or gloves and everything. So, I mean, it makes, it makes just normal tasks that are easy a lot more taxing because it is so hot. So, I mean, you, you might walk up just, you know, 20 steps and you're like, oh, God, but it's because you're walking up 20 steps with probably an extra 10 pounds of things on you in 170 degree weather. You know, like, it's interesting about... You know, what's interesting about your job too, is you made a point uh, and I saw it on a, uh, oh, we've talked about it as well. And I've seen, heard you say it yeah. more than once. You're the only woman, you might be the only woman in the country that does this work, right? I mean, you're the only Oof. one at your job right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure at other mills, they might have some, I don't know. I just know for a fact at where I work, 
yeah. as far as hot side production from where they melt the scrap and roll it up into sheet metal into a coal. I'm the only female on hot side production. Yeah. Well, it says something about your ability to get the job done. That's why I kind of made that reference. I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, that's they, and that's the thing, like, uh, for example, there's never been a lead position on that side. And that's one of my goals. Yeah. And it's not because like, I want to be the first female, but it's just because like, I know I'm just as good as the guys I work with. And that's just, I'm not satisfied until I get what I want. So I'm really excited about that. But the guys, they're real cool. I mean, I'm in there banging with them every day. They respect yeah. me. They treat me like one of the guys. Like, I don't think I'm treated any differently at all. And I really, that's what I wanted from them. Like, I didn't want to be treated differently or here, I'll pick this up. It's like, no, no, like, I got it. I'll pick this up with you with it. Like, did, uh, we're did good. You, did, when you grew up and you were in soccer and I know it was soccer, right? Yeah. And you, you got your injury in soccer and that's what kind of led you down the road to strength sports. Um, yeah. It, it, where, did you grow up a tomboy? Was it something? I mean, because you got this oh, sort yeah. of really toughness about you that isn't a normal thing with a lot of women that I know. No, uh, I grew up. I had an older brother. He was two and a half years older, and I grew up. We are on a family farm. We have a lot of sugar cane, and it was just me and him. Like we didn't have like neighbors. We didn't go to town to hang out with friends. So like he was my best friend, and I tell him this all the time. Like I attribute him and my dad for sure. So like my toughness and my tomboy and stuff, because like they beat the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> you know, it was always like wrestling and WWF yeah. moves and all this stuff. And when he played football, they got me a set of pads and helmets so I could practice with him in the yard and stuff. So, I mean, I attribute much of my, I guess, tenacity and work ethic and bluntness, I guess you could say, is from being raised on a farm with my brother and my dad. And, you know, my mom is not girly girl you know I mean we all can doll up and get ready I mean I was just in a wedding this weekend and I was all dolled up and I don't mind doing that but it's like yeah. at the same time like if you want me to go out and work with you in the pasture you know right. I can do that well it's funny you say that I, I I saw that picture of you and Thomas all dolled up and uh, uh you know you, you clean up well Hannah you clean up really Thanks. well yeah that was yeah uh, a fun does Thomas work with you at the seal mill too I was gonna ask yeah he uh he actually works in melt shop so he's where they melt all the scrap and they ship it liquid and then I grab okay. it from liquid to make it the solid yeah. and then my brother-in-law is actually in hot mill where they take my bar and they flatten it length it then cool it up and we all work the same shift oh nice so if something nice. breaks yeah so yeah. if something breaks down we text him and be like what the hell are you doing like <laughs> I was uh, going to ask that because I know Thomas trains with you a lot at home yeah. and a lot of your videos. And I thought, oh, they must be on yeah. the same schedule. And I know the last time it we is. talked, you guys were just, it sounded like you were running like seven twelves almost. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, we uh, some get to train and the, with the headlights going outside and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah. Really, really nuts. Was your brother a big guy? Was he a, a big, uh, strong football no. player? <laughs> No, my brother probably graduated high school at five nine, a buck thirty. Really, <laughs> but he oh was God. he was the he was the quarterback because he yeah. was the only one that was like because you have two types of athletes in my opinion. You have athletes that can see things before they happen, right. and then you have athletes that just go out there and make things happen. Yeah, and he's very much he has a vision and he can see things. I'm very much I go out there and I make things happen. So we're two completely different athletes. Nice. And I really think that if he would have actually gotten blessed with my dad's side of the family genes, he could have played college ball as well. Yeah. He was an but instinctual just, he, guy. He had a lot of instinct when it comes to playing. I love guys like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. just, I mean, he, he could see things on the field before they happened that you like, you were like, whoa, like where'd that come from? Right. And, you know, granted, and he could, he could remember all the plays and stuff. But I really think, because like when I was at college, he went to the same college I did. He played intramural football and he like crushed. But it's just his, he's not big. Like, I mean, yeah. he's not a big dude. Yeah. 
yeah. mean, my leg is probably as big as his waist. <laughs> like he's just not a big guy. Do you, but, tease him, do you tease him a little bit? You guys still wrestle? God, you know, the last time we wrestled, <laughs> I almost killed him. And my yeah. dad like got so mad at me because he wouldn't tap out. And I had him like squished and like, just like, I was just screaming at him, like tap out, tap out. And he like would not tap out. And he was blue in the face and dad came in and threw me away from him. And he said, you're going to kill him. And I'm like, well, if he had just tapped out, like <laughs> he would be fine. I was going to say, but, since you've gotten into these strength sports, I'm sure no, things changed around for you. He won't. I, that was I was still in college. I was probably 20. And when I was in college, I was only like 170, 175. And now I'm like 220. But you're 5'10", so, right? You're 5'10"? Yeah, I'm 5'10". Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're, uh, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm picturing you playing soccer even. I mean, I'm sure you were pretty lanky back then. And, and uh, what position yeah, did you play? I was a goalkeeper. Okay. Makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if I was as big as I am now, I don't even know what would have happened. Because like I was strong then. And then, I mean, I could, I, I had plenty of assists and things of that nature. I've scored from half field. Like I could kick the ball, but it's like, I can only imagine what it would be like now. Could you, you but, think you can move? How's your agility right now with the size and strength you're putting on? Probably not where it would need to be. Yeah. I would have yeah. to work on that. Uh, I mean, I'm still fairly athletic. Like when we go places, like we'll play uh, like volleyball and stuff and I still move around quite easily. But when you fall, there's a lot more weight coming down. And yeah. when you're a goalkeeper, you're falling a lot, but it's true. You know, but I, that that kind of like ended, you know, I blew my hip out twice. I had to put that up and then I started just working out because I really enjoyed it. Got into powerlifting. It wasn't for me. It just wasn't enough like competitiveness. Like I didn't have any adrenaline rush. Like even if I hit a PR, it was just like, all right, now go sit in a chair for three hours. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. judges, it was too inconsistent. Like you go to one place, you hold a bench for like a second. The next time you yeah. hold a bench for three seconds and then it's like, you know, this is, this is garbage. You hear that all the time. I mean, it's definitely the sport of strongman just basically says lift the weight or don't lift the weight. That's how you get, you know, there's the judging aspect of it is very simple. Hold the weight, lift the weight, put the weight down. Um, well, yeah, it, it's like if I'm in a lane going faster than you and I beat you, I win. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, your steps don't get judged. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was your, so powerlifting for a brief stint of your athletic life, um, what were your lifts back then? Do you remember? I think I stopped doing powerlifting in 2015, I think. It was in USAPL. I did three meets. I think I did I only did three. I think my best deadlift was like 365. My best bench was probably no more than 150 or so. And squat was probably close to 380 maybe. Or yeah, 360, you were, you were I don't know. Were you 84, 84 plus back then? No, I was I was under 84. Oh, well, those are but, great lifts. What's wrong with that? I, I, compared to now, they're like comical. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's like I didn't have a lot of training as far as powerlifting went. So, I mean, it was something I did and I got into. I mean, I think, put it this way, I went to the state show, which is just in Louisiana. We're not meant, we don't have a lot of strong people. But, like, back in 2015, I think, I, I can't remember. That was so long ago. I did the state show and I think I placed third. So, I mean, I wasn't like terrible for that, for then at that time and age, but now they're comical because girls are crushing powerlifting right now. It, it gets on to the next topic, right? I mean, the really what we're seeing in women's strength sports is this, this paradigm shift, this sort of new revolution of strength in women, which I, yeah. I love it. it. It's, it's really the favorite thing for me to watch with powerlifting and strongman in particular. Yeah. Uh, it's because it's just, we're seeing something happen right before our eyes right now that 10 years ago, nobody thought would ever happen. 
No. And we're right in the middle of it. Not only are we yeah. seeing it happen right now, but we're seeing it happen at such a pace that the the weights that we thought we would never ever see are literally going to happen in the next couple of years. Uh, and it's oh, and Melissa Peacock, for instance, a good friend of yours, proved that. Yeah. Uh, this year on the axle, yeah. I think it was. And uh, wh- where do you stand? What do you think the major reason is for that? Do you think it's because it's women are becoming more widely accepted? Uh, I don't even. I don't even want to answer it. I want you to answer that for me. What, what do you uh, think? Well, I mean, uh, now I'm probably mispronouncing her last name. Her name is Leah Reichman or Reichman. She's a geared powerlifter, and she's going to be the first female to squat a thousand pounds. Wow, one one thousand percent. She yeah. is a absolute freak, uh, and I love it. Like I'm here for it all for sure. But you know, I think it's a mixture of women getting barbells in their hands more. Okay, because that's I mean, you know, it's still taboo, unfortunately. You know, oh man, if you touch a barbell, you're just gonna turn into a dude. You know that kind of right, stuff. But right. there's still some of that. It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you're never, you're never the the general population is never going to accept strength sports as much or as the fastest pace as we wished. But we're making leaps and bounds. Now, this is my opinion, obviously, but I think it's a fact that more women are getting barbells in their hands, and they're realizing, like, holy crap, like. I'm strong. Like I can do this. And it's given them, it's given them self like confidence too, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially like, like I like the fact that I'm a strong female and I don't need anyone to help me pick up something. Like if I'm struggling to pick something up, then it's heavy. But like, I don't know. I mean, I just think, I really think it's just because mainstream and I think Instagram has helped that a lot. That's one of the good things Instagram has done. I agree. Amongst all the bad stuff it's done. But like, I, I think it's, it's it's shown that like women can lift and not be super bulky or turn into men per se but and also it's just like it makes you feel good like you know and it's but i think i really think it's just because more women are actually touching barbells yeah yeah i would agree i think i think what we're seeing now is just the because in large part because there's so much information out there that women are finding a, a different way to work out for one. And I think also too, yeah. there's, they're maintaining femininity at the same time. It used yeah. to be the old adage was, well, the only way to get stronger was to get bigger. And I used to be in that camp as well, but we're not yeah. seeing that anymore. We're seeing women no. maintain their femininity and get stronger without putting on 80 or 90 pounds of unneeded body weight. And you're also seeing that in the men now at 105 class uh, that, you know, that's a perfect example. Um, so yeah, we've, we've it, got something else going on here. Yeah. And it's also, I think coaching, there's a wide, there's a more, there's so much more knowledge now in coaching into peak strength without getting, like you said, like having to like a lot of people back then thought, oh, to be strong, you have to like put on 60, 70 pounds. And it's like, no, like you can be fairly athletic and move weight fairly easy. It's just you got to have the right coaching and the right programming. So I think that's also a big part of it too, is because now there's so much information on the internet and availability of coaches on the internet. And I mean, like West Side Strength and all that and or Westside Barbell, I mean, they've done so much. I mean, yeah. they're, they're training football teams now. Like, yeah, who would have ever crazy. thought, you know, it's just like that. You know, they have UFC fighters. I mean, they have strength athletes. Have, I mean, it's just there's so much knowledge out there. And I think I think the Internet, that's some of the good that has came out of the Internet. Now, who is your coach again? Uh, Leifa Ingalls. Leifa, that's right. That's right, Leifa. Yeah. Um, what kind of program does she get you started on? I mean, what was the, I know when you picked up Leifa, I mean, it changed your strong woman world. It really did. I, you and I had talked yeah. about that before. What kind of programming did she, what did she give you that made you kind of uh, shift into that new sort of you? 
honestly, it's just she does, I think she does more of like conjugate slash, she's got some West Side stuff. I mean, she does her own thing. Like, I don't even know exactly what you could even classify her programming as, but Leifa is such a technician and she's got hands down, she's probably the smartest coach slash individual and so technically like sound that I know personally. I mean, she's a lot of people don't realize how smart she is and she's broken things down. And like, as far as like looking into events at contests and breaking them down and thinking about this that, and the other to save a half second here, two seconds here, if you could do this this way. I mean, she's made me look into things that I never thought about looking into. And then also she's made me tone down and only really breach that level of like, we call it like you can swamp today or go swamp that kind of thing. We kind of turn into like an adjective which means she cuts me loose because right. used to, when I trained all the time, I was loose all the time. Like all I knew was just hard, 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 you know, adrenaline, 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 go, go, go everything. And it's like, that's, that needs to be like toned down and released momentarily when it's able to, so you can really tap into that. So right. she's made me basically refrain and hone that in and calm down and be more technical. But then when it's time for me to cut loose, she's like, I want you to go out there and go. Yeah, have and some that fun this like, week. This is what we're doing yeah. this week. Gotcha. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of a, do you, so, do you mean, load a lot in your programming? Does she does she have you kind of say, does she ever turn you off and say, okay, <laughs> Hannah, we're going to take this week and, and you're not going to like it, but this is what we're doing. Honestly, with my, the way we have to train with my workload, it's almost like I get a deload every other week because, okay. you know, I work four on, four off swing shifts. So one shift is days, the next shift is nice and it's back to days. So my workload on my night turns is not a lot because I'm super tired. I don't have a lot of time. I can really like, I hit like a 45 minute limit of like, that's all I got. Cause gotcha. then it just turns gotcha. into a point of like where I can't, I can't give you anymore because it's just your CNS is all screwed up because your sleep schedule just got swapped. Then if I have a bad night at work and I'm like something, we have a breakout, then all I'm doing is like bang with hammers all day. You really think after 12 hours in the heat, I can really give yeah. you anything, you yeah, know? So and, and that's so true with so many people, right? I mean, the idea behind programming in a perfect world, it makes all the sense, but when you have to yeah. add in the variable of life and work, you have to get a little creative on how you do things. Yeah. And it's taken us, I mean, we're still fine tuning stuff because, you know, and I think we finally might have the way that we're programming stuff as far as like on what days to do this and how much intensity and volume and all these things. I think we might've finally found like our pattern and we're trying this pattern out leading up to Arnold because we have to have it figured out for Arnold because yeah. when Arnold prep starts, like I've got to figure it out, which yeah, I think, I think we're there. We might have to tweak one or two more things, but I mean, it's been a long road because also I'm her only client that does this. Yeah. Like, so it's not like she's like, Oh, I've done this before. It's like, Oh, okay. We're going to be figuring this out together. And there was some times where it was like a crash and burn moment where it's like, okay, this is definitely not how this is going. Yeah. Like we've got to change. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause I was talking to Sean Shoemaker and I, I think, you know, Sean, right. Um, yeah. he, he did the, he did uh, the, the clash on the coast recently and he was up here yeah. in the state uh, Michigan with us for a bit, but I, I did an interview with him the other day and, and the strongman programming is a unique sort of thing. It's, it's not yeah. 
it's a new concept really, because back when I was doing it and a lot of guys, even still today, it was implement weekend. It was lift weights and do implements. It was this and do implements. It was, yeah. and then generally that got in the way of your CNS and how you were performing, because if you did squats one day and you're trying to do implements on Saturday, it just didn't work out. So you guys have started to really dial that in is what you're saying. It's gotten to the point now where you, he, she knows well enough what you need to work on, what you're working on, how you're able to work on it and when you can work on it. Absolutely. Cause like some people can deadlift heavy week to week. I can't do that. Right. Like my body just can't handle it. So yeah. it's just like during, during prep for like previous contest, we alternate a lot of like Anderson pin squats with deadlifts because it's just, I physically can't handle heavy deadlifts week to week. Cause my body can't recover that way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, but, but the thing is about with us, we have super good communication and I'm open with her and I tell her like, Hey, this is how I felt. This is how I felt three days after we can't do this. Right. And she, she knows me well enough to trust what I say and then believe it and then alter it. And we fix it together. Cause like, she'll, I mean, she asked me questions. She doesn't just run with it. But I mean, I, I think the fact that she has very open communication with me and she knows me as an athlete and she knows what I give her, like, you know, she tells me, all right, we're going to do a 12 minute like sandbag gut walk. She knows I'm going to give her everything I have in 12 minutes. So, I mean, she it's just we have a really good working relationship as far as like strength athlete and coach. Also, I mean, we're really good friends anyway, but we have different channels because like if she's got to fuss me, like I'm not going to let her, you know, oh, you know, Leifa fussed at me. I'll be mad at her now. Like right, it's right. not like that. Well, yeah, I think you hit it right on the head, though. It's, it's all about relationship. And I think it's a unique yeah. thing. I don't think it happens all the time with people no. when they get coaches. And I think if you find that coach that you have a really solid relationship with, it certainly makes things easier to figure out. Oh, yeah. What uh, what about the Arnold coming up? So the Arnold that you're getting ready for, it, I I can't wait to see you do it. I, I mean, I know, yeah. I, I know you're like, hey, I still got a lot of work to do. But what I'm seeing yeah. from you right now is pretty fucking impressive honestly um and i i i'll use that word the right way there because you're just blowing it up with, with what i see in training um how yeah. far have you come along in this uh i guess you're off it's been by the time i go back it'll be two years off no oh, geez oh it's two years yeah That's right. yeah 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 because like it'll be 2022 but i mean it's it was needed um and honestly it was a blessing in disguise because between me getting this new job the stress of it trying to figure out how to peak and prep that's another reason why I've laid off for two years, but also it's just, I needed to bring up my static strength. Yeah. Like everyone knows I'm not going to win a press event and I'm not going to win a deadlift event, but I need to be up here right below the first couple so I can maintain. Then once my events, I can just do my thing and that's going to give me a better chance to podium, you know? Yeah, I love that. So it's like, I need yeah. that. You recognize your strengths for sure. And we know what those yeah. are. I mean, your loading events are, are pretty impressive to watch. Anything quick and speedy. I mean, you got that underneath you pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. I'm curious, though. I got to ask this question because it makes me wonder, and I wonder if you've thought about it. This will be your first contest in two years. Are you worried about the contest aspect of it? Is there something that you're doing to prep yourself for the event itself? Because one thing we talk a lot of these young, strong women and strong men about on my end of things is, competition i know you've done it right two years ago you did it. i get that but are you worried about that the whole idea of the competition the four or five hour event how you're going to respond to that no uh basically with training we prep for that so like for example most contests are two days in a row so mm -hmm. like when we lead up to arnold we start prepping back to back to prepare for that workload prepare to compete underneath that stress and that you know lack of you know, mobility and you might be tight or have a sore back, but 
No, I mean, honestly, I'm not mental at all. I'm very headstrong and I'm very good with my mental toughness. That doesn't bother me at all. A lot of people think, you know, oh, I've been out the game for two years. I'm not this or not that. But it's like, honestly, y'all are going to see a whole new package that you're not yeah. even ready to like take on. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, it, it's it's it would be a question I think everybody would answer a little differently because I know there's you know if you're powerlifting or bodybuilding or whatever other sport you may do, sometimes there's always that warm up involved. Like I got to get out there and just do one to kind of get myself ready for kind of the mental position. Nah, no, I'm not that way. Um, when you put me at contest, I'm very much focused. I'm very much on topic, and that's perceived badly sometimes a lot of people think that I come off as a bitch and I don't want to talk to people and all this stuff and it's like right now is not the time to talk to people uh like if you want to drink a beer with me after at the bar and hang out this and the other I'm totally down but on that competition floor I'm very focused on what I came to do and that does not involve small talk and you know meeting people and doing all that stuff and it's like it's just I'm I'm very focused oh that's really all I gotta say do you like the, do you do like the format, the pro format, as you mentioned, is generally a two-day event in most competitions. I know some of them, I think, uh, I, I hate the acronym WUS because WUS, I hate saying that, WUS, yeah. WUS, um, but anyhow, right, yeah. I think that was a, was that a one or two-day event over there? No, that was like a, like a two-hour event. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it moved it really was fast. Just like, so, boom, yeah, boom, right. Boom. Yeah. Do you like that format uh, better or do you prefer the two-day breakup? Honestly, it's like, uh. I've never done a show as quick as I'm, I'm not saying was cause I hate it. It's, I could say WS. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I just, I think it sounds so weird, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think I would be fine with that. I would have to prep for that, but uh, I mean, two day show, three day shows are very exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's I know personally for me being in the state of hype and mental, like I have to put so much into it mentally after three days, it's not that I'm physically exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted and like mentally drained because it takes, I mean, when I have met a contest, a lot of people are like, God, oh, she's a psychopath. And it's like, I am because that's what I have to do to tap into me being what I got to do to win. And it's like, it's, it's extremely draining. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I could do everything in one day, that's good. But then it's like, Oh man, if you have an off day, at least when you got back for day two, it can be a whole new day. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've had mistakes in contests and stuff, but I'm one of those people that if I make a mistake, I don't like hone in on it, let it ruin the rest of my time. Cause that's what you do. Like you, if you like when I zero the Viking press at OSG, first off, it was overloaded. Like everything was, and oh, I'm not a good is, presser. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a good presser anyway. Also, I've never touched a Viking press and they wouldn't let us warm up on it. So like, wow. I didn't know what I was doing, but I zeroed it and I was super pissed, but it's like, I pretty much knew that it was going to be either a one rep thing or a zero thing. Yeah. But then when I got off the floor, I like bitched about it for about five minutes. And then that was it. Like I went on yeah. to the next thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people get super like, they're like, like they're just mental man. And it's like it, that it comes down to mistakes and like how much you can stay focused and what you can do to overcome those mistakes. Cause like yeah. the most consistent least mistakes is going to make you win for sure. Yeah. It goes without saying, right. It's, it's a sport of, of, a, of, a, of a very little distance between first and last in a lot of cases, one mistake mm. and trash your entire, entire uh, event. So, or the whole show is, if that matter. Do you, do you consider yourself, I mean, we, I don't want to say OG of the sport because you haven't been in it for more than oh, four no. or five years, but you, you have a unique perspective. You're one of these women or, or comparing guys or girls. It doesn't matter. We'll throw yeah. you all in the same pot. 
that you've got a few years under your belt. You've risen to the top of the sport rather quickly. I think, I think you're well-deserved to be where you're at. There's no question, but you have kind of a very different mindset over kind of the direction of American strong woman. I know recently, and we won't get on it too much. I will point everybody in the direction of Anthony Furman's uh, podcast that he did with you uh, and Melissa Peacock and Jessica fifth. And it was a two part series. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I love Anthony Furman. He's a great guy. I love what he's doing for the one Oh fives and the 84s and the women right now in the clash series. I can go on and on and talk about Anthony. Yeah. I think he's a great dude. But do you think uh, from a perspective, I thought the title, right, is Strong Woman Broken, or how do we fix it? I mean, my opinion is I don't think it's necessarily broken. I think it's just a natural progression of the sport because yeah. we're seeing kind of the – because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm referencing you and other women that I've seen out there progress so quickly through the sport. Yeah, It's really just a matter of getting everybody on the same page now, don't you think, to kind of get it in the right direction. So it's not necessarily broken. It just needs to kind of go through its natural progressions. Yeah, and, like, I'm, I'm going to touch on this very briefly, but, yeah, you know – Strong Woman has been around since like 2015, and I got involved in 2017. It's made, in my, and this is my opinion, I think it's made a drastic rise compared to the men. The men have been around a lot longer, you know, and it's like I think it's starting to turn around and it's got directions it's wanting to go and everybody's getting on the same page. But it's like I think it's progressing at a phenomenal rate. And it's just like, we just need to be a little bit patient and let it continue to go. You know, it's just like a lot of people want instant gratification. And that's not how everything always goes. Right. I mean, don't, don't I wish that I could make billions of dollars doing the sport? Absolutely. But I know that I can't. So that's why I work at a steel mill to pay my job. Like, right, I mean, right. I, this is my, this is my hobby. That's so, right. I mean, I think it's going in the right direction. It's just going to take a little bit more time, but, and that's another thing. It's such a small community. We need more eyes on the sport. And that also yeah. takes time, you know? So it's just like, and that's another thing we need more companies involved and things of that matter. But it's like, I think a lot of companies don't know about it because it is so small. You know, like if you look at CrossFit, you've got a CrossFit box on every corner. So that's why there's so much more money in that involved because CrossFit boxes are, you know, every corner of the way and they have big sponsors, you know, it's just like strong, man. We don't really have a lot of big sponsors, you know, now the big boys do, but yeah. And that's the thing, like, as far as like the athlete pool go, like if you keep going to the same three companies that support all of strong woman or in strong man, there's, there's so much money they can give out because like, it's such a small niche group, yeah. you know? And I think eventually we could get some bigger sponsors, but. Well, it's, it's interesting you reference, you reference CrossFit. Cause I, I do all the time. I think it feeds into strong man and strong woman to some degree. I think we can all agree on that, but, but I have some friends that own some CrossFit gyms, not uncommon. It seems like we all know right. somebody that owns one and you know, who, who frequents these gyms are doctors and lawyers and, right. and they're a different breed of people. I mean, they're just in, in, so they're getting these bigger sponsors because there's just different folks involved that spend a lot of money and strong man and strong woman is more grassroots, more guys and gals like you and me. And we're blue collar generally in our sport. We're coming from a a different place. And I think maybe that plays into it, but I I was just, I was listening to some of the podcasts. I I love listening to, I listen to all of it. As a matter of fact, all, all both episodes, but I thought to myself, you're right. It's all about the money, right? If we can't generate money in a sport then where's the money going to come from to take care of the athletes? Um, and boy, that's really the, the, the question. And, and again, again, there's really no question to you there other than I totally agree. If it's, it doesn't take the money to get there, then no. how does it happen? Yeah. And, and I think like, cause, cause like, honestly, like if you told me like, cause I understand, like, I'm not like Thor, I'm not Eddie Hall, I'm not Brian Shaw, but it's like, if you could just tell me like, Hey, can you come to this contest? We will pay your way. 
then if you have if you podium, you get a chance to make some cash. That sure. I would be pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Like, right. I'm not asking for a seventy five thousand dollar purse. Now, would no. it be super cool? Absolutely. And maybe like, someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like you know, like right now, it's like if I could just have all my expenses paid and have the opportunity to win some cash to make my weekend worth it, I, that would be completely enough for me. Like I'm not. You know, it, because I, I understand it takes time and it takes, you know, companies getting involved to get a lot more money. But it's just like, I love to compete. I just don't want to have to spend $2,000 on a weekend to go out there and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. get like a little a bad. I'd rather go to, yeah, on vacation in the tropics with a couple grand if I could, if that's even possible anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting to me because we're talking about money in the sport and, and, and trying to at least accommodate the idea that we can pay our pro athletes and even the men are dealing with this this isn't just yeah. a woman's thing because no. there's a 95 percent of the strong men that are pros out there are also in the same boat it's oh, we're only yeah. talking about the top two or three percent like, of strong men out there and I those are the guys the that you reference 15. right yeah. exactly you know and it's and it's like that's the thing like you know like i know gabe personally he ain't making like a boatload of money like i know trey mitchell ain't making a boatload of money that's right you know you know it's just like all these guys and it's just it's really only like the top 15 that are making so much money with these purses and sponsors but at the same time it's like you know thor's making a lot of money because he's got a lot of sponsorships but he's also dealing with a lot of different things he's in Absolutely. movies he's in commercials yeah. he, you know he's pushing a lot of products you know he's extremely he's extremely marketable he's extremely professional he's extremely presentable and it's a so whole different animal also, over there in europe <laughs> we're not talking yeah. about the united states here i mean look right. at giants live for the british show they just did it looked like yeah. it was a soccer stadium filled with people. You had exactly. 30,000 people there. I yeah. mean, I can't and, remember and, the last yeah. show over here. Listen, I did the Great Lakes Strongman Championships. I think maybe you caught that. And we went up there and we covered the event because we had a couple people in the show up in Traverse City. Um, you know, he did a great job. George Buller did. It was about 450 spectators in the stands. Yeah. That was more than America's Strongest Man. Yeah. Or America's Strongest Woman. So, yeah. and I think, so in some part, and I don't want to get myself in trouble, right? Because I understand how small the strongman community is, but I'm not afraid to say it. The promoters have to start getting creative. And I don't mean the promoters. Let me, let me rephrase that. The organizers do. Because the yeah. promoters generally aren't as talented as George Bullard up in Traverse City. They're just normal yeah. guys like me or normal gals like you that love the sport that are just trying to find a way to promote it and to get them to ask for money in the sport to try to pay our, it's, it's, you're asking for a lot. You're getting somebody out of their wheelhouse. So my question to you is what can the promoters do? Or, cause I know you've thought about this. You, you're, you're no different than the rest of us. Is there anything that you would suggest to a promoter to make that happen? Or are you, are you kind of in the same boat? A lot of us are like, it's an enigma. Uh, honestly, it's like, uh, you know, WS did a really good job. It was a very small show. I think there was eight women and maybe 12 guys, Yeah, but you know, they had a lot of digital media. They had a lot of, you know, representation pushing the sport. They, you know, if they put a post out about the guys show, they did posts about the women. And, like, digital media is not, is like, it's not expensive. I mean, Fithin yeah. literally said that. Like, you know, just equal promotion. Like, and I agree with that for sure. Like, if you're going to put a post out about the pro men at Arnold, then put a post out about the pro women, you know? Sure. Sure. And it's like, I think, I think smaller shows make the athletes feel more valuable to the show. Like whenever you have over about 12 people, it starts just, you. no one knows who you are. They can't keep up with your name. They, it's just like, if you have a smaller show, 10 people are below, everyone knows who you are. The judges know who you are. You get called by name. So you feel more, you know, like, I guess, like special, deserve to be there type of thing. Yeah. But also it's like, <laughs> right now, 
right sorry thomas is being funny uh right now it's like for some reason everyone wants to keep doing stupid log stupid sandbag toss a regular old deadlift and then like whatever else and it's like can we just do some fun stuff like can we have like a natural log clean and press can we have like an engine block carry can we have like just go to like a pull apart get get pieces of cars right you know paint them up and like make a contest but it's like i kind of wish that we had more contests like they did back in the olden days like just those random objects yeah i think it would be more appealing to a consumer standpoint i love seeing that yeah when i was watching that as a kid yeah yeah and like you know it's just like and i and i get it because it does come down to money to building certain implements and stuff but you know i really wish that the different companies that aren't the same like i wish like strongman core and uss or whatever and i understand they're trying to all be different to attract people to different things but at the same time i really wish between all three of them they could get really cool implements and either rent them out to each other or swap them out to each other or just shift them around each other like i probably understand that's probably never going to happen but like you know like i wish we had more squats in strongman like the basket squats those are super cool oh i can't basket deadlifts are super cool like all that kind of stuff and like you know like we had like a little backyard contest it was unsanctioned and they got telephone poles and chopped them into different sizes for different weights and it was like a natural clean and press and it was like super cool like honestly that was a backyard contest what 12 people were there 12 people were there and they were all nobodies besides i guess the only one worth anything was ryan my client because he had went to clash but it's like it was super cool. Like it yeah. was the coolest events. It was like a five dumbbell clean and press, an elephant bar max, uh, sandbag for max height though, at least not a stupid series. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I love the max height. Press. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a, a random odd object carry, a heavy rock, a half a, a blue drum full, filled with half water. Yeah. Oh boy and a heavy keg and some other odd object but honestly it's like i wish that i could have competed like it was a really cool contest and everyone knew everybody's name and they i think they had like cash prizes and stuff like just a bunch of backwoods boys like hanging out together like no weight class yeah i love that it was one of the coolest ones yeah i love that i like the idea of 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 kind of getting back to the roots a little bit and i get it every promoter wants to kind of not every promoter organizations right if we look at uss or if we look at strongman corp they want to kind of cookie cutter it a little bit more it's efficient you can have all rogue equipment or all titan equipment but i'm with you have that couple events that are a little odd object that are appealing to the consumer that's awesome well i will say this like and i get like now people probably get mad at this too but i think like for example amateur nationals i think that needs to be a little bit more standardized because there's so many people i agree, I agree. and like like so and bigger shows it, like way. that i agree yep. yeah but like i think since like the bigger shows like all the amateur nationals or even amateur regionals or whatever they're doing with now i think that's okay to be more standardized because it would be cheaper a well a faster show to be done so i i, I can say to that but as far as like the pro shows like I mean, American Stronger Man had some cool implements. They had Bingle Fingers. You know how much I'd want to do a Bingle Finger in a contest? You and a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I think if they could do, you know, the pro shows to be cooler, I think that would be something cool because that also like, you know, that's also a cool niche thing. It's like, man, if you get to be pro, you get to do all these really cool events. Like 
that gives something else for people to like work towards. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think you're right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of creativity that's being left out of it. And there's a lot of easy roads being taken right now with a lot of promoters that are doing it. And you know what else I haven't seen in a while? And Sean Schumer, you gave me his answer to this. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Why the hell are we not seeing a tire flip anymore? What's going on? Ooh, there's a lot of bicep tears with a tire flip. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I did a thousand tire flips. I mean, not everybody tears <laughs> yeah, their bicep. But. No, I mean, I agree. I think uh, I would say a mixture between a lot of t- bicep tears. Um, that's just for some reason not popular in the U.S. In Canada, there's always a tire flip. And yeah. also in Canada, there's always a squat event. I wish we had yes, squat events. Yes. But I don't know. I think that's just like a population thing, I guess. I don't know. But I know some guys will not go to a contest if they have a tire flip, wow. like legitimately will not wow. go because they've torn their bicep on it. That was a part of every Saturday for us. We were flipping tires, you know, uh, that was yeah. always a part of our training. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I haven't flipped huge tires cause I don't have access to them, but I flipped that one at Todd's that probably weighs what five, 600 pounds, Thomas. Yeah. I mean, and it was fine. I just do was that, careful. Do that 10 times. You get some heavy breathing in. That's probably the only cardio oh, yeah. strong men are getting, you know? Yeah. You know, I I was, uh, I would also say this, that in in defense of a lot of promoters out there, that sometimes your space is limited. You don't have an 80 foot run. You don't want to screw up a turf field or something. There's limitations to where you're, I get all that. So in those, in those promoters defense, but you know, getting back to the organizations kind of getting all on the same page, you, you made the reference of kind of maybe sharing a little bit. I really hope we see that. And I've got two things I want to say that I want to get your opinion on. You know, I, I think that we have to share our, pros a little bit i think we have to share our top athletes a little bit i know there's no loyalties everybody always tells me that joe there's no loyalties i get that but there's always some there's something going on behind the scenes that creates a little division and i saw that with america's strongest woman this year and then you saw it in the pro qualifier or the pro world that was thrown in north dakota on the women's world on the same day did you see that i wasn't aware no i wasn't aware this on the same day uh I mean, I mean okay. don't you think a little uh, bit of communication there would go a long ways? I mean, we don't have that many pro women to begin with, but now we're going to do no. two shows in the same day. Uh, I, so careful. You I won't get aware. you, Thomas. Don't worry. I'm not going to get her in a ton of <laughs> trouble here. I'm just, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, what I'm getting at is the question isn't, yeah, are they I good mean, or bad? Okay. But don't you think no. communication would go a long way? That's all I'm, all I'm getting. Well, at. so. From what I know, Strongman Core is ran by Dion. Yes. And USS is ran by her ex-husband. Uh, you're the elephant in the room. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So on that road, I get it. Yeah. So I I do not know anything other than that legitimately, yeah, and that's yeah. just public knowledge. So I don't know. I mean, personally, I've never done USS, and this is no disregard to USS, but Whenever I was coming up in my ranks, USS shows just weren't heavy enough for me. Gotcha. gotcha. And, and my thing is, is like, if I'm going to do a 12 week prep, I want to be against hard people in the room to beat. Yeah. Like I just, I'm not okay. a title chaser. Like I, yeah. I personally want to be challenged. Cause like, you know, there's some people that go to shows like, Oh, well, I won, but it's like, well, no one was there. Like, I guess so you won. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, personally, they were never that challenging for me strongman core always was and also that's also twice the money like if i go to uss nationals yeah. and strongman core nationals and at the and, you know at the time being like the only way i could get to arnold was strongman core 
Yeah, so in my yeah, there's opinion, different paths. There's different paths you know, for sure. Yeah, so I know. Like, I know. I, I know both Willie and Dion, and, and I knew I met them years ago. They're both both great people. So there's right. I get it. In the songman circles, are like, well, you know, they used to be this or that, and that's not important. They're both. I know they're both. Yeah, their hearts now, and minds are in the right place for the sport. So that doesn't yeah. even that question never crosses my mind if there's any type of true competitiveness yeah. outside of a good honorable competitiveness there. But I do that's, think there's something yeah. to be said about sharing the sport as a whole, because I think it would be really cool if they did an America's strongest woman or strongest man and alternated the years who promoted it. So there can be a little bit more camaraderie there and getting yeah. all the athletes in a pool. And, and, and I think that, yeah, could be I mean, that fun. would be sick. That would yeah. be sick, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. And she says the thing, like, you know, people have their sayings about why this and that and the other, yeah. quite frankly, I don't care. Like, no, no, you I, know, yeah. I, have, you know, like I have my thing, I do my thing and uh, that's, that's all I'm really concerned yeah, with. Yeah, you just because... said it. You're, you're competing at Strongman Corp because you, you, you have a better yeah. challenge to yourself with some of the stuff they were doing. And I know yeah. Willie's got some fun stuff coming the USS way, and he's got some things with yeah. maybe starting to pay the pros, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So I think the evolution is still taking place, like we it talked is. about in the beginning. We're still kind of yeah. seeing this maybe in a year or two. We'll see some real special stuff. I, I will say this. I, I came up with this great idea. And I want to know how you would, if you were an amateur, how you would think about this. You know, the big okay. problem, this is my, this is my, I'm going to pitch it, right? Cause they're going to listen to this yeah. and they're going to change yeah. everything because of what I say. Okay. Um, wouldn't it be cool? Cause we always talk about money and you just said it. If I can just get my hotel paid for my plate paid for, have a little purse to win or not, or a big purse, whatever that might be, have some expenses covered. How does a promoter do that? I think that what we should do, and everybody hates this word cause I do too tax, right? Let's not use the word tax. Let's use the word like a, a fund, like a pro fund that amateurs pay into. So out of every event, if I threw an event with 150 people competing, because there's some big events out there nowadays. Yeah. And I know that I have a $500, let's say sanctioning fee with USS or Strongman Corp or whatever it might be to, to pay for the show. What if my, what if I paid $2 per athlete to the organization to put into a pro fund that could afford pro shows? Because I'll tell you as an amateur, I would have no problem doing that. A couple dollars, because if you think about it, if you've got 100 shows for USS every year, which I think, boy, Willie's probably got more than that. Yeah, Willie, there's a lot. And thousands of competitors. If only $2 yeah. per competitor went to this pro fund, I think yeah. it might help things out a lot. And I would have no problem paying that. If somebody told me, hey, Joe, your, initiate, your, your fee to enter is 50 bucks plus a $2 pro fund, I'd be like, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. want to see women like you compete more often. Yeah. I want to see guys I compete mean, more often. I mean, honestly, that's not a bad idea. Okay, good. I'm glad like, you said it. Yeah, I mean, whenever I was, I mean, because you're already paying a whatever sanction a fee, yeah. then you're paying a fee to get into the stupid ass contest. Like, if if you told me like, and if my goal is part and set on like you're paying two dollars to to the pros to get paid or whatever, I mean, two dollars is so like insignificant that I would pay that. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't. But and also, it's just like it doesn't have to be a. It, it should have to be a, a thing. Like, yeah. this is how just yeah. this works. And, like, $5 or $2, like. It adds up quick. That It adds up quick. And, honestly, like, I think that would be a great thing, honestly. And, and as an amateur, I hope I would I would think we all compete to try to be better. And maybe someday I'll yeah. be that pro. And, and yeah. I, I, yeah, I support it because maybe someday the up-and-coming generation yeah. is going to support me. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought about that the other day out there. I was watching you guys on that podcast. I thought, what is a solution? And I don't know. Maybe that's a thought. Yeah. But, yeah. So Absolutely. anyhow, I mean, getting I back on to, uh, you know, getting back onto uh, the idea of, of, of making America strong, American strong woman 
better better not fix it i don't better. think i think we just have to make it better yeah um, you, you had a couple things that you wanted to say um do you want to share um, some of your thoughts with me no i mean i think i mean i think that we're on the right path but i think it's just we're so far behind the uk because you know that's such that's so inbred with them and grew up yeah. with them that everybody you know they don't have a lot of sports like we do so like that's all right. they have is like soccer and strongman really probably some rugby but it's just like <laughs> I think we're on the right path. And I think the U S is just a little bit different because, you know, like in the UK, like the, the general population looks at strongman differently, you know, like, and I think the U S is on the right track, but it's just gonna like, it's going to take like a minute, but yeah. it's heading that way for sure. There's a lot of personalities so, involved, right? Hannah. I mean, you know, that yeah. and we talk behind the scenes and there's a lot of, a lot of personalities involved in developing this sport, both on the level of professional amateur men and women. And sometimes yeah. those personalities have differing opinions on the way things need to get done and why they should get done. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I really just wish that cancel culture would go away. I think it's a terrible thing. Um, I also don't understand why people that have different opinions of each other can't just go, Hmm, I don't agree with that and go about yeah. their day. Uh, because believe me, like there's things that I don't agree with with people and I don't go into it more than just like, well, that's stupid. And they just literally go about my day. So I just, I just wish that people could get over someone else having opinion different of theirs. I think that would help people in general, not just in strongman, but no, just but, yeah. in general. Um, I think like, I'm just going to say this one thing because I'm not going to go into it at all after this, but I think for me to ask people to be presentable and to shed a positive light on the sport by keeping a professional appearance, it was not making fun of anybody. No. And then also, you know, asking uh, reference to better management of side effects from excessive gear use wasn't making fun of anybody either. No, uh, I didn't say that it was wrong. I didn't say that I didn't, you know, you can do whatever you want. I didn't, I said that, but it's just, I personally did not make fun of one individual. That's all I want to say in regards to that. And if you haven't watched the podcast, watch it. Yep. Um, you can see that I did not do that. But I mean, I just wish the whole cancel culture would go away. There's nothing yeah. positive that comes from it. And honestly, I've, I see a lot of negative things that come from the cancel culture. And, and that's in a lot of things. Cancel culture of different opinions in politics or different opinions in sports or different opinions in you know, new laws or mandates or whatever. It's just like, whatever it is, it's like, we all have opinions and we're all yeah. entitled to our opinions and it's okay to disagree with somebody Absolutely. and move about your day. Like I have friends of mine that I have different opinions in all sorts of things. And I'm still friends with them because I mean, like, can you imagine if we all thought the same, how boring life would be? Yeah. You know, you know it, it's well, without a doubt. And I, you know, it saddens me a little bit because you, you, you don't just see it. And I didn't just see it in, in certain situations that you've recently went through, but I see it a lot more often in strength sports that there tends to be this, this, this ooze of cancel culture coming into our, our arena, right? A place that we yeah. always thought was a sanctuary. Like we're always on the same page as strength athletes. Like we don't let the outside world influence our thoughts or influence our opinions. And we take, yeah. or we take this conversation to ourselves to solve the problems. And I still think we're on that path because we're all individuals, like you said, uh, and we're going to have a lot of strong opinions going one way or the other. I, we had a couple podcasts, just the last couple in particular, that I yeah. I found myself walking a line, I thought, and 
I'm true to myself. And I'm like, oh, fuck all that. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm not discounting anybody's opinion on that. Uh, right. I would love to sit down with anybody that want to talk to me about something maybe I don't agree with or disagree with. I have no problem with that. But you're right. The well, yeah. only way this is going to get any further is if we have the opportunity to kind of open our minds up to everybody's kind of way of thinking. And yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like if somebody wants to talk to me about something like you slide in my DMs and like I'll FaceTime you like I have no issues with talking about somebody with different opinions. I mean, I do it all the time. Like one of my best friends has different opinions of me of all sorts of stuff. And we yeah. talk about it and she listens to my thoughts on it. And I listen to her thoughts on it. And then I might open her eyes a little bit or she might open my eyes a little bit. And then we're just like, huh, thanks for, thanks for the conversation because it challenges me as an individual. Who's that? Melissa you know? Peacock? You talking about Melissa? <laughs> no, we don't. Because you, you guys are salt and pepper. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You, you, uh, there might be two. You guys are completely different individuals, but you guys are best friends and I love that. Oh yeah. I mean, she, she's, she's so funny because she's so like she's not as near as blunt as i am but no i mean she's so funny but it's just like i mean she's she she's really a good person and for anybody to say anything other than that you know they don't know who she is and they're just basing their opinions off of nonsense they're seeing on the internet and stuff but i mean and we talked about that on Furman's podcast like you know don't judge us at contest on the competition floor yeah like you know don't say oh well she's not being nice to me blah 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 it's like dude like go to the bar with us after and yeah. we'll talk like and you know and it's just so funny because she's she's just like that as i am she's not near as like outwardly aggressive as i am but she's super focused like if you watch her compete at ws they're like waiting to start and she just was like she was laser focused and i mean she's a, she's i mean i'll say it again i mean she's the most dominant active middleweight like in the world she's right in, now she's impressive you know? how do you got how did you guys meet where'd you guys meet at so it was her first Arnold. She was a lightweight competitor. And I was, that's back in my middleweight days. And she said she was so scared to talk to me that she didn't talk to me at contest. And then I followed her on Instagram a couple of days later and she was doing static monsters in Australia. Yeah. And I was watching her. So like, I like, you know, film recorded it and like tagged her. I'm like, Oh, like watching my lightweight friend, whatever crush. And we just started like chatting and stuff. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. You know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, to be honest, like I wanted to talk to you so bad at Arnold, but I was just scared to death of you, which I hear all the time. Like that's nothing yeah, new. Yeah, I get that. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I was like, there's times to talk to me and there's times not to talk to you. She goes, oh no, I knew when I saw you, it was not the time to talk to you. So I just yeah. let you go about your business. But, and we just became, I mean, I mean, she's without a doubt, like my best friend in the world. Like she's, she's been through with me a lot of, you know, life changes you know, I moved from Louisiana. I'm in Alabama now. She's been through me with all that. I mean, she's, she really is a good person, you know, and she's funny. She's super funny, but I mean, she's just super, she's super impressive. I mean, she's not, she's like five, what, six, five, seven. She's like a buck 80, like her pressing power and her deadlift power. Yeah. Well, she's, she's built, she's stocky. I mean, her legs yeah. are like freaking horse legs. I mean, she's sure. meant to press and deadlift. Yes. You know, she's a good mover. She's a good athlete. She works extremely hard. I mean, she's, she's a good beer drinker. I mean, me and her, we nice. together, we yeah. crush beers, yeah. Yeah, but I that. mean, it's just like, it's, I mean, we just crack up. Like if you saw us at the bar after we compete, all we're doing is cracking up. Like, well, I would love to see that. I'm hoping maybe someday we'll all end up in the same spot because I really got a kick out of uh, Furman's interview with you guys. And, and I was looking at it at a different perspective because I knew yeah. you and Melissa were good friends. And I was, I was yeah. looking at these two personalities that maybe in another world wouldn't even be friends, but strong no. woman brought you guys together <laughs> in a crazy way, you know? Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, she's, you know, she's super girly girl, you know, this, that, and the other, but 
I mean, also she's a tomboy deep down. Her dad owns a cattle ranch. So she's out there with the cattle. Like she brands them every year. You know, she's gone hunting. She fishes, you know, she does everything I do. It's just, she gets fake eyelashes and, you know, her hair dyed and her nails done all the time, but that's what she likes to do, you know? And she doesn't care that I don't do it because I mean, we, I mean, we align on a lot of stuff, but I mean, she's, She's funny. Like she's a funny individual. Can you stop? Yeah, I would Max? love to be a fly on fly on the wall watching you guys hang out and party one night. That would be hilarious. Um, you know, it's you've got a you've got a really cool group of friends. I think, you know, with Leifa, Melissa, and you're all different. And I don't know them, and hopefully someday I will get to know them. I'd love to interview them sometime, but. I just think it's a unique quality about the sport that you you have these uh, this ability to develop all these very unique friendships in a world that you otherwise wouldn't if you didn't have an opportunity to come together over one thing, and that's the strength sport or the sport of strong woman, you know, which is yeah. really cool. Um, how's Thomas doing? Is he still hanging out with you? Uh, yeah, he's around the corner. Is he, is he getting beer. into uh, – I wanted to get him on the camera so everybody knows who we're talking about real quick here. Oh, yeah, tell him. Yeah, tell him. Yeah, tell him. Uh, they wanna. He wants to talk to you. Yeah, talking to that thing. I don't know. He's gotta hear you. Hey, hey, Thomas. I just wanted to put you on the spot, you know, because we, oh, we yeah, follow your amazing wife and all the great stuff she does in strength <laughs> right. uh, sports. But she's got one hell of a partner over there that I want to give you credit yeah. for, and that's you. Yeah. Because in those videos I see you guys training in the headlights at night, she's not the only one working. I know you are too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta catch those stones. Yeah, how did you find this girl? I gotta ask you. You, uh, you've got a. You both are strength athletes. I know you're a big Highlands game guy now. Um, yeah. How does this relationship work from a training aspect? I gotta. I want to ask you first. Well, it it's different. Well, it depends on the on the day because I still do a lot of bodybuilding type training. You know, like I still yeah. have one or two body parts at a time, that kind of thing. And like, even though I should be doing more explosive stuff to get better at Highlands, it's kind of hard for me to get away from the shit I've been doing for so long. You know. Sure. Sure. And. Uh, <laughs> So I usually just kind of work in, like I'll do a set, and then if she's ready, I'll go ahead and help her with whatever she's doing. If, like I said, if she's got stone loads or something, and I know she's got stone loads that evening, I try to get over there and get all my stuff done beforehand so I can help her. Gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. She, it's funny, you know, Hannah's got a strong personality. I don't have to tell you that. You married her. Right. Um, so right. I know you figured out a way to navigate her her contests and her, and her training and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think yeah. it would be, it would be a bad thing not to say that we have support groups behind us and, and you're obviously her number one fan. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you, know. you for that. I, I do what I can, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know you do, man. I, I watch those videos. I catch you in clips of them here and there and uh, yeah, she's yeah. pretty intense when in she trains too. Yeah. Uh, do you, yeah. so you're getting ready for some Highland game stuff, huh? Yeah. There's one here next month and it's actually in Decatur, which is about, 25 minutes from us we, we work in Decatur so okay that's, that's yeah. like a that's like a normal daily drive for us and I may do it if not then it'll it'll probably be next year yeah that's saying. awesome I love that about you guys because you train a lot of your throwing there in the yard and you got one hell of a fortunate. setup over there yeah we, we're fortunate because we work at a steel mill we get a discount on scrap products <laughs> so like yeah like the other day yeah. we just bought some uh three inch pipes so we can build a better standard because Hannah keeps breaking our PVC <laughs> yeah uh, yeah 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 no kidding yeah Yeah, that's one hell of a pole barn you got there too by the way every time i see that in the video i'm like man that's awesome that's that's a man cave yeah yeah and a woman cave sorry hannah and a woman (laughs) it's okay thanks thomas part of our house yeah no problem yeah thank you so much man yeah man (laughs) yeah it's actually our, our it's our garage it's linked to our house oh is it really 
damn, that's huge. Yeah. What is that like 5,000 square feet? It's, it's 1200 square feet. It looks huge when you guys from the outside with that big, uh, that overhang. Oh, geez. Look at that. That's unbelievable. That's every strong man's dream right there. I'm telling you. Oh, don't look at the clothes. Uh, you're you're doing a good job hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's everything that we need from, I mean, everything, all my stones and then you, my little uh, like wooden platform. You so. built it just specifically for training. It looks like. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was the plan. Um, we, we got our house built. We moved in in May and, uh, let me give you can see me. Yeah. And I mean, he, he wanted the gym, he wanted the home gym. And then I was moving up here and I was like, yeah, I mean, I have all this stuff. Like I, I can't bring this to a regular gym. Yeah. So we yeah. kind of like built it up and everything and made it, I mean, it's 1200 square foot and it's uh, honestly, we probably could have made it 2000, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but it works. And I just do like my yoke and stuff. Uh, right underneath though. Whoops. You do it right underneath that shed right shed roof, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We, we have like a oh, you know, a covered porch and I yeah. just put like a rubber mat down. So if I drop anything, so I have a 50 foot runway. Nice. God, that's nice out there. Yeah. There's not a whole lot going around you guys over there though, is there? The Spire Strongman oh. gyms or facilities or anything? The nearest strongman gym would be what Todd and he's an hour away. Yeah, he's an hour away. Yeah, that's so, uh, well, and that's why strong. That's why we love the idea of throwing these implements in that get creative, right? Because we've all got a few of those laying around our yard somewhere um, that we oh, just yeah. work with different. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it it works out, and that's the thing. Like, we don't have to worry about people, you know, sharing things. Like when I come home from work, I get my things done. It's just me and him. It's easy, you know. It just makes it makes my life, especially with my job, easier just to come here. No, I don't have to share things. No, it's just me and him. I can pre-set up stuff if I need to before I come home from work. It just, it makes so much more sense. So that's why we have everything. We're, I mean, we well, have a few more pieces. I, I think you guys but... are lucky to find one another. That's a match made in heaven. You know, it looks like you both support yourself. And I love making reference to that on the show because behind yeah. every great athlete, you got your, you got your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or wife or somebody. And if you don't get support from them, yeah, you shit can everything, you know? So yeah, uh, it can. Yeah. So that's awesome. You guys have such a fun relationship. And yeah, like I said, you dress up nice. I got, I saw that picture on the, there, there, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, listen, Thanks. listen, I, I appreciate you joining me today. And uh, certainly an interview that I've been meaning to do for uh, quite some time, at least uh, getting it right with you. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks again. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you at the Arnold. We're going to try to make it down this year. And yeah. if I don't catch you, I'll be certainly yelling and screaming for you. So I think you're going to do some pretty awesome stuff in the sport. Is there anything else you want to say at all? No, uh, just everybody just be ready for the Arnold. I'm ready yeah. for it. I'm ready for it to be here. I'm ready to swamp. So we'll be good. Well, Arnold, then comes the world. I love it, Hannah. Thanks for yeah. joining us. Not a problem. All right. Thank you. Howdy.